2: With your host, John Rush. Alright, we are back, Rush to Reason, Denver's afternoon rush, hour number two, KLZ560. It's not often I laugh at the news. And it's not a laughing matter because that last newscast, they saved the fisherman's life that were off the coast of Jersey. But you you couldn't you couldn't do a news story any better when Joey from Jersey is saving the fisherman right off the coast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I listen to that, and I'm just like, okay, yep, that all goes together. That makes total sense. Yep, I get it. 100%. That's a true story. Anyways, true story now, which I'm going to link. The original story that I've got for this particular segment, I'm linking to the one that just came out. It just, I didn't even read the whole article. I was just barely reading it as we came back in because it just came out a moment ago. One o'clock Mountain Standard Time, which I just now I'm reading it. The Burr is back. Farmer's Almanac releases the winter forecast for Colorado. Winter is coming in a few months, which it's not that far away, by the way. The Farmer's Almanac released the winter 2024 extended weather forecast, and it predicts a cooler winter than last year. Now, as far as last year goes, it wasn't super cold, but we had a fair amount of Snow and cold, and it was cold enough last year, remember, that we had snow on the ground for, I've lived here my entire life. It was the longest winter with snow on the ground I think I ever remembered. I'm not exaggerating. Charlie in in here agreeing, he's lived here a very long time as well. We literally had snow on the ground, not just the north sides like you would normally see, but literally snow on the ground. We looked out here towards the golf course, and literally you could see white almost all winter long, some portions of In most places. So it was definitely a colder than normal winter, and now they're saying this year will be colder than last year. So the Almanac projects an overall chillier winter than usual due to the indication of an El Nino, which is unusually high water temperatures off the Pacific coast of South America, according to the Almanac, which that is true, by the way. While southern states are expected to have an increasingly, or sorry, unreasonably cold temperatures and more storms in Colorado, the Almanac anticipates a cold winter with average snowfall. So here, average snowfall, cold winter. Pinpoint weather meteorologist Travis Michaels said El Nino won't change Colorado's winter, but the winter may be wetter than normal. Now, I'm not a meteorologist, but I've been plowing snow for a very long time. I'm not going to argue with Travis, but I think Travis is wrong. I can pretty much go back in all of the data that I've got plowing snow for all these years, many, many decades, and I will tell Travis that when we have El Nino, it typically means more snow in this area. I understand I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not a weatherman. But I am a data guy, as you guys all know, and I keep track of these things, given the business that I'm in, I keep very close tabs on these things. And we watch the weather, as you guys know it in the winter months, very, very close. In fact, I think we're probably as accurate on what's going on weather wise as most weathermen are, because we are getting source, you know, we're getting information fed from all different kinds of sources, and in my business, we've got to be pretty much pinpoint on what's going on in any part of the city, not even as a general. And most of the meteorologists and folks on the news are doing a general forecast for the entire front range. In my business, we have to get pretty pinpoint. That's what we do. So to to not, again, argue with Travis because he's not here, and to give him the benefit of the doubt, fine. But I will tell him that I think he's wrong. El Nino typically does mean more snow for the front range of Colorado. So he expects the winter to be an average temperature, predicts wetter conditions in the coming months due to the previous rain this year, which, by the way, that's not an indication either. I'm sorry to tell him, but that doesn't mean anything. This is Colorado. It does what it wants. Just because we've had a wet summer or early summer doesn't mean that we're going to have a wet fall or wet winter. I've seen things flip-flop in Colorado from one to another. We've collected, Denver has, 17.7 inches of rain for the first half of the year. To put that into perspective, the 20th wettest year in Denver was nineteen inches for the entire year we will probably if we have any kind of moisture heading into the winter months here before the year ends we will probably achieve or exceed that i would guess keep in mind we only need a little less than a little over an inch i should say so 17.7 1901 do the math we don't need much 1.4 if my math is correct it's not much so he even says if the particip- participation continues, changes chances are that this will be one of the top 10 wettest years on record. Temperatures should be very consistent to normal, but it might be a little snowier than we normally see. So he's contradicting himself because he's saying it may be a little snowier than we normally have. Well, that's because it'll be an El Nino year. And yes, we typically see more snow when it's an El Nino year. So he's almost contradicting like. Most weathermen do. they got to cover their bases. El Nino has no effect on it, but it might be wetter than normal. Hmm, okay. How does that work out? (laughs) Anyways, how does that play into my next story? Well, deaths of homeless people in Denver are on track to set a new record. That's how I'm tying the weather in. Because as we get more snow and more cold, and there's more people outside, that number will likely increase, unfortunately. And I'm not laughing about this. It's not not good when anyone dies. So I have a story about homeless, homeless person, that I will explain as soon as I come back that my wife and I witnessed yesterday. So hang tight. I'll be right back with that in a moment. Hi-Fi plumbing is next. So make sure your plumbing is in order, by the way, if we are in fact going to have a colder and wetter year make sure that you're all dialed in and ready to go when it comes to everything you need plumbing wise and make sure that you've got if you've got anything at all you've been putting off i wouldn't get that done and handled before winter hits high five plumbing 877 we high five
6: Hi-5 Plumbing not only provides the highest quality plumbing service, they also give generously back to the community. Since 2018, Hi-5 Cares has raised over $81,000 for nonprofits, supporting our local communities. Each month, Hi-5 highlights a different local need and gives a portion of their revenue and 100% of merchandise sales to the charity. For example, last month they raised over $3,500 for clothes to kids, supplying hundreds of families with limited resources with school clothes. And when High Five partners with a charitable organization, they go further than financial support. They elevate them on social media and in blogs and bring community awareness to their causes. Even their technicians appreciate the program, giving to various organizations and recommending new charities that High Five can partner with. And you can too. Support your community by using the plumbing services from a local impactful provider. Call 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or klzradio.com slash plumbing.
2: Extreme Auto repairs. I talked a moment ago about your plumbing, make sure your car is also ready for the fall and winter months, which, again, as I just talked about a moment ago, may be worse than normal. So make sure you're all ready to go. And school is starting. In a lot of cases, it started today. So get, get, make, make sure you're ready for all of that as well. Extreme Auto Repair, find them at klzradio.com.
7: The hot temps around the Denver metro area are just getting hotter and Extreme Auto Repair wants you and your vehicle to stay cool. When the heat outside swelters, you are at a much higher risk of your engine overheating and failing, leaving you stranded and waiting on a tow. You know to check your coolant frequently, but did you know that low engine oil can also cause your engine to overheat faster? This is especially important in the mountains where your car is driven much harder than on flat ground. Simple things like regular oil changes done on time with Extreme Auto Repair can help protect your engine and keep you safe. In the harsh and ever-changing Colorado weather, it's important to make sure that your car is always in tip-top shape. And Extreme Auto Repair will help you make that happen. Appointments are required for services and inspection. So to schedule your visit to Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com extreme today.
2: Veteran Windows and Doors, again, make sure that you're ready for the winter months. This applies as well. Your windows, your doors, make sure things are sealed up, ready to go. You can save money. Dave on Friday talked about the energy ratings and how all that works and the fact that not everybody does that correctly and it's not all equal. Give Dave a call with any questions you might have. He'd love to answer them, 303-529-0720
1: veteran windows and doors doesn't want you to fall prey to gimmicks like heat lamps they want you to make a wise decision based on facts owner dave bancroft says making sure your windows are up to code and properly labeled is just the first step of the installation process with veteran windows and doors Dave promises their windows and doors meet the energy efficiency requirements, are right for your area of Colorado, and are correctly labeled at installation. The NFRC label is attached to the Energy Star label, and both must be energy efficient, or you will not receive any of the generous rebates that are available to you. Also, you need a transferable lifetime guarantee on the windows and doors that you invest in for your home, and owner Dave Bancroft provides that peace of mind, too. Veteran windows and doors prioritize integrity over gimmicks. Because in the end, it's not about the show. It's about the facts. Go to klzradio.com slash window today for windows and doors that stand the test of time.
5: Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush.
2: All right, I left a moment ago saying I would dovetail the rest of the story into the Weather, which, of course, homelessness and the deaths, they're on track to set a new record this year in Denver as the death rate is approaching nearly one death a day, 166 so far through the July 28th date, which, by the way, is sad. We we, we don't want—I don't care what's going on in someone's life. Life, I believe, matters, and we have value there. They have value. No matter whether they're contributing to society or not, there's value and and uh, you know people matter, and just letting homeless people die is not an answer. Sorry, just doesn't work that way. Not in my world. And my heart goes out to these individuals. In a lot of cases, they're addicted. They're addicted to drugs, alcohol, things along those lines. Typically, it's the drug overdoses, the accidental overdoses that are killing them. Fentanyl is a big deal. That's one. That's one of the uh, uh, stats. That's or one of the things that's driving the stats up. I should say. So it's not good. And and if we have a a worse winter than normal, it's going to make this even far worse. So to my story, I said I would talk about with yesterday. So I'm filling up my old Dodge truck, which some of you even saw out at the car show we were at this last weekend. So I'm at a filling station that's not far from where I live. Mile, maybe. And we live in kind of a rural area. There's not, you know, it's not closely How should I say this? It's not densely populated, is the best way to say it. It's on the edge of densely populated area, but it's not densely populated. And we've noticed there's a few homeless folks that are starting to migrate into the area. And we're not quite sure why, because where they're headed, there's really no services or anything that really benefits them by coming to the area. Maybe they're just passing through. Not sure. But as I'm getting fuel yesterday, there's a homeless person. And you can say, well, John, how do you know they're homeless? Okay. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. When most of what they belong is on their back in a backpack, and it looks like they probably haven't had a bath in, oh, I don't know, several weeks, you can pretty much get an idea of looking at them that they're homeless. In this case. I think, even probably a little strung out from what I could gather from just observing the situation. So I'm watching this particular individual walk across. And at first, I thought she was, it was a she. I thought she was going to walk across and ask me for some money, which she did not do. This particular gas station, there's a kind of wooded area next to it. And I'm watching her walk across the parking lot. She lays her backpack down. And my wife's sitting in the truck as I'm filling up with fuel and I say I think she's going to go over there and use the facilities that don't exist and she's like no I'm like yeah I'm guessing that's where she's headed and she's like well there's a bathroom right inside the store here I said well that's probably not allowed to be used by her so just watch and see if I'm correct so sure enough she goes over to the Wooded area just barely out of sight, actually in full view. So, just kind of on the edge of the woods, not in the woods, full view, drops her drawers, does what she needs to do, and that's it. And of course, my wife, she's just appalled. She's just, she can't believe what she just viewed. And I'm like, well, unfortunately, this is what you get when the homelessness starts to increase. And we don't have leadership in any of our cities and towns willing to address it. Now, from what I understand, and maybe, Charlie, you can correct me on this, but Mike Johnson, the new mayor of Denver, he, I think, rounded up some over the weekend because I'm guessing some of them, what I understood, weren't super happy about being rounded up and escorted out of where they're living. Am I right? Yeah, they they have nowhere to go, and they are not happy about that. Now, what is the answer with all of this? Folks, I'm not mayor. I don't have an exact answer. What I do know is you can't allow them to keep doing what they're doing, or it's going to look like Portlandia, which is at a point there to where people don't even want to go out in the streets at all because you just don't know what you're going to run into, what you have to step over, the feces and so on. San Francisco is getting to be the same way. It's, it's just awful. You can't do that either. So you can't just let these people run wild. You have to have some compassion. I, I understand that. We we can't just run people off. And again, you know, the death side of this is not good either, and we have to have compassion. What do you do? What is the answer? Well, I can tell you right now, what, what's been going on is not the answer, because all we've done is make it flourish. Allowing this to continue to happen isn't helping. I know sending them to jail is also not an answer. Our jails are already full with all sorts of other things that are happening. So sending them to jail is not an answer. We don't have enough homeless shelters around to take care of all of them. So what is the answer? Folks, I, I, again, I don't know. I wish I, wish I, I wish I had a direct answer. I think education, getting some of these people, you know, to understand what's really going on in their life and their world and what's happening, and, of course, you've got to get them some mental health help at times where some of these individuals that are struggling with their mental health and drugs are not the answer, but they may think that they are. I will say that I don't think we've handled the mental health end of things like we once did, all the way back to the Reagan years. We've even shut facilities down, and we have not funded things, societally speaking, as we once did. We fund all sorts of other things, mind you, tons of other things, things we probably shouldn't fund at all. But yet we don't do anything when it comes to the mental health end of things. And I know for a lot of you, you're thinking, is this the same John Rush I normally listen to? Yes, this is the same John Rush. I look at this differently than I do a lot of other social programs that we shouldn't have. In a lot of cases, we pay people not to work. That's not right either. In this case, we're not handling them well enough. And again, no, putting them all in tiny houses isn't the answer either. Putting them up in hotels, that's not the answer You know, sheltering them and or inviting new ones to come in, immigrants and so on. No, that's not the answer either. Adding to the problem is not the answer. We have to do something to eliminate it as much as we can. Now, can we eliminate it completely? I mean, I remember as a kid running through downtown Denver with my dad, we had homeless all the way back in the late 60s, early 70s. Is it far worse now than it was then? Well, of course it is. Our population is, is bigger, Denver's bigger, and of course it's much bigger than it was back then. So did it exist then? Yes. Was it safer then, though, than it is now? I, yes, I think it was, actually. Has the problem continually gotten worse? It's to the point in Denver where uh, if you're a business in the downtown area, I'm not sure why you are. I don't really know why you'd want to stay there. There's areas even in some of our outskirts of towns. I mean, I don't live far from Arvada, and I look at the homeless problem in Arvada, and I just think to myself, w- when are you guys going to do something about this? It's the point where I don't know as a merchant why you'd want to keep doing business here. You know, the encampments, the things that they're setting up, the things that they're doing, where they set up camps and so on. I, I just I don't understand why we allow some of this to go on and why we don't try to do something about it. Now, can you give every one of them a bus ticket south? No. Could you give some of them a bus ticket south where it's warmer and they'd probably be better off being there? Yes. I think some would probably take that. Do we even offer those types of things? I doubt it. I don't know. I, again, if some of you that have answers could text me and tell me, I don't know if we offer those things or not because I'm not in that world. I don't live in the homeless world. I don't live in it in the, you know, trying to take care of them and the rehab side and so on. I don't live in that world. It's, it's, it's not my forte. That's not what I'm equipped to do. Sorry, I'll just be the first to say that. I'm not, that's not what I'm equipped to do. Some people are, some people are not. I am not. I know what my, I know what my my um, strengths are, and that's why I do what I do here daily. My strengths are not in handling that because I, again, I don't have the. I, I struggle, folks, with even understanding how do you get to that point in life. Period. That's my problem. So no, I am not the person to counsel, consult, and tell them what they should be doing with their lives because I don't do well at that. It's not who I am. So I don't have an answer, but what I do know is the answer we have now is not the right answer. Adding to our existing problem is not helping the problem. Craig and Wheatridge, you're up. Go ahead, sir.
8: Hey, John. You know, another other thing that's a result of, of the homeless is that uh, a lot of police resources and time are used in, removing these people from, you know, the backs of businesses and and things like that. So you, you've got, you know, the police have far more important things to do than to, I, I wouldn't call it hassling the homeless, but if somebody requests that they be removed from private property, they should be removed from private property.
2: I can't argue with that. It's private property. They have the full rights to do whatever they want to, Craig.
8: Yeah, and... So in the meantime, you're tying up police officers, you know. Generally, here in Wheat Ridge, uh, I've seen it where there might be one person, and there'll be two units responding, and you've got two. I mean, there's, uh, sometimes the Wheat Ridge police officers are two, two to a unit, so you've got maybe four police officers that are being used to respond to something like that while yep. other stuff's yep. going
2: on. Uh, and, Craig, I, that that again, that's another one that we have to figure out how to put a stop to. Because to your point, you're now tying up resources where we've got rampant crime, people are stealing everything from catalytic converters to the cars themselves to breaking and entering and on down the line we go. We've got that problem going on, and yet we can send out two or three cars and I've seen it. I'm like you. I've seen these things happen. You can have two or three cars out dinking around with homelessness.
8: Well, and, you know, we've got some uh, retail businesses here in Wheat Ridge that my wife has spoken to, you know, the clerks and, a lot of merchandise is just walking right on out the door. Yep. And, yep. you know... My I wife mean, my wife can't.
2: saw that happen, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before over in your area. So, yes, definitely it's happening.
8: And I know, you know, they're not... And as I, you know, as I said, if, you know, walking dogs in the morning, there's shopping carts from all businesses all over Wheat Ridge. Yep. They're rolling the carts home. Yep. Using them to take their stuff home to wherever they camp and... Then you go into the stores, and you don't have shopping carts.
2: Yep. That's right. You're correct. So there,
8: there's just a lot of stuff as there a is. result of the...
2: There I, is. And I may, you know and what, I Craig? I'm going to let you go. I've got to run to the bottom of the hour. I'm going to take a call before that. I might, I'll probably come back to this at about 5.15, so those of you that are listening and want to get into this a little bit further, I'll come back to this at 5.15 as well. Susan, you're next.
4: Hi, John. How are you? Hey, you know, I'm good. How are you? Good. So I worked in medical-dental setting as as a hygienist, um, providing services for the homeless. Right. And, and I can tell you that there are those people who truly want to get out of being homeless. Correct. And they're working on it. Correct. And they're trying to. There are those who have experienced abuse and have mental and emotional issues that we can't even imagine right. has happened to them That's right Especially in their childhood Having said that there are those who take advantage of these services that are offered to the homeless and you have to remain homeless to take advantage of these many services and things that are offered I've seen all spectrums of this. And there's a lot of money put into these facilities that provide the services. So I don't know. I don't have the answer either. But if we took more of that money to help the people who really can and want to get out of this situation in for employment and, you know, getting their mouth healthy so they can go in right and
2: right and yeah. apply no, teach for them a teach them how to do the interviews and there's all sorts of things Susan we yeah. could be doing along those lines for those that truly want to be out and I like you and I've even interviewed some of these folks over the years there are also those that they love the system they love being homeless they yeah. like not being accountable they like not having a yeah. job they can you know they can panhandle on the corners and get their means met that way why go to work
4: exactly I, I, I've seen it all and i i don't know i i hate to say reduce the services but in in some ways we that might be an answer well it, it may be
2: and know? and again <laughs> I, as you know i you know me, I, I really still think we need to make it against the law to hand out money and have them even standing on the corners. Because, again, if they weren't able to do those things, get that cash in, not have to work, and so on, you know, we're allowing them to not work is what I mean. If we eliminated some of those things, would it encourage more to do something different with their lives? I don't know, Susan, but we got to start someplace.
4: Yeah, yeah, we do. And there's, it's, it's, it's actually, I hate to say it, but it's, it's big business
2: to supply these services. Oh, it to sure is. No, 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 Yeah, I don't I don't think you're wrong in saying that. You're 100% correct. You're spot on.
4: Yeah, it, it's funded. And, you know, I, I had to get out of it because
2: for so many reasons. Oh, I can imagine. Like I say, I, I, as you know me personally, I'm just not equipped to do those things. That is not my forte. Yeah, it,
4: you know... It you was have to be a special
2: it, person to do those things.
4: Yeah, you do. You do. And... You know, it's been a few years, several years since I was doing it, and the stench and what was going on in downtown Denver at that time, I haven't been, I don't go to downtown Denver anymore.
2: Oh, we don't either. And I won't. No, I agree. And,
4: And the people I know that are still working in those areas, they go, and it's just, Yep. So much
2: yep, sure has. So, well, again, Susan, I think I, I'll come back to this at 5.15 because it's a big topic. I don't have the answers. I'd like to get more feedback, so I'll table this till 5.15. Thank you, by the way, for calling in and sharing what you just shared, and, and I appreciate all that you've done in that world as well. So hang tight, guys. We'll come right back. Thank you very much for that as well, Susan. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith, anything you need when it comes to your financial future and the planning of, call Al today. Find him at
5: com. You've been saving diligently for years without the help of an advisor like Golden Eagle Financial. So why should you start now? Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that when your nest egg is small, you can get by with an automated service or app. But as your savings grow, you need a trusted personal advisor like Al to help you navigate difficult market conditions. Golden Eagle Financial plans can make up to 20% more than automated services on average, meaning you'll create more income when you need it. Al Smith's 30 years of experience has taught him how to keenly watch the market and it tells him when it's smart to make a move based on your risk tolerance. You need Golden Eagle Financial to make objective calls on your assets and protect your nest egg in the smartest, most thoughtful way. Don't take your retirement plans into your own hands. Trust the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and protect your future by going to klzradio.com money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Affordable interest Mortgage. Kurt Rogers
2: would love to help you with your mortgage needs today. He's the smartest guy I know when it comes to mortgages. Call him with all of your questions, 720-895-0500.
3: Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500 if you currently have a low rate on your mortgage but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours now is the time take aim 7208950500 get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment 67800 a month we can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money all with a low blended rate take aim 7208950500 locally owned and serving colorado since 2001 let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six seven eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298191. Regulated by door, Equal credit lender.
2: Premier Home Remodels is next, folks. Make sure that you talk to them with any project you have in mind, and they'll help you out from beginning to end. Find them at klzradio.com.
1: Premier Home Remodels will customize your home so you can remain in it and grow comfortably for years to come. With their creative expert team, Premier can design the features needed or add the extra space to your home, making it more suitable for your family and safe for you to age in place. They're experienced in retrofitting homes, meeting all your needs now while ensuring you are prepared for the future. Premier Home Remodels will help you design the right changes to accommodate your entire family. And with Premier's years of construction and design experience, they know how to make the aging in place transition just the way you want it. They want you to have a home you'll be excited to live in. Let Premier help you today. Receive 10% off your remodel this month with Premier. Go to klzradio.com slash remodel and let Premier turn your home into the ideal home for you now and in the future.
4: This
7: is Rush to Reason, powered by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air.
2: All right, several messages, by the way, on the homeless topic. I'll come back to that at 5.15, by the way, for all of you listening. My son Richard joining us now. We're going to talk a little bit about the women's soccer team. Richard, uh, they missed a what looked to be like a probably doable goal at the end, and yet all they did was cry about fair wages.
0: Yeah, they they seem to be on the uh, the, the fair wage idea of things, and so yeah, they, they lost this weekend um, on Sunday in the hours that no one was watching, which we'll get into here in just a second. But uh, yeah, they were they, they lost in the round of sixteen, which is their earliest exit ever, and this comes on the heels of like you mentioned, Dad, their fight for equal pay, right? Which basically, well, it was it was sort of well, it, I'll just say it, it was a sham because. What the the apples to apples comparison was never there, Dad. Right? right. There was never this right. idea that the women, you know, the women were paid, vastly underpaid than men for doing the same work. No, they wanted to view it as the same work. It was it was dramatically different. And so, I, and I'll put a caveat on this. And I think you would agree with me. We're not here to completely bash women's sports, women's soccer leagues, women at all. Right? That is not our point. Nope our point in this segment is going to be talking about the women for the U.S. women's national team were very adamant that they be compensated, in their words, not ours, fairly for their time and, and their efforts and thinking that they di- they were not compensated fairly in years past. And so, Dad, basically they got I want to see here. So this year in, the women, in order for losing in the round of 16 – they get $3.25 million for its knockout round exit. The men who lost in December in the round of 16 in Qatar, so the exact same time, they walked with about $13 million. Okay. And they are essentially pooling that money together. They've got to give 10% to the organization for women, or for or men and women's soccer. Essentially, everyone's going to walk home with, I want to say, it's about 200 and thousand dollars, $288,000 or so, something like that. So the men in this case, which supposedly they signed on to and all this other stuff, which, by the way, I'd be pretty livid if I were them, the men are basically foregoing it, because in reality, the men at $13 million, just some rough math here, if you divide that by the 26 players on their team, they should have walked away with about $500,000 per guy. But because they have to split this, with their women counterparts, they're walking away with about half that wow. in terms of prize money. So they're giving up a quarter of a million dollars, which isn't it. Nothing, by the no, way. No,
2: so that's a nothing. lot of money, like, yeah. No, that's substantial.
0: That's a, a good chunk of change. And so, yeah, so basically all the women were all about this. And it was a very lackadaisical effort, Dad. I'm not sure if they were just preoccupied, if they were just happy to be there. You have a lot of sort of aging stars, uh, Megan Rapinoe. To name one, you know, she's the, the one who's basically come out and said, I'm fine with men playing women's soccer if they undergo the transition, which basically she's saying that because she's no longer involved in women's soccer anymore. Right. She's essentially over over the hill, as, as they say in you know, sports terms. She really probably shouldn't have been on this World Cup team. And that's not me saying that. That's,
2: that's just life. Um, national
0: yeah. Well, yes, that's a commentator saying that, right? right? She probably really wasn't good enough to be on the team, inevitably. She went on the team, whatever situation you want to, you know, kind of attribute it to in that, in that regard. And they went, she she ended up missing a kick, but basically if everything else holds true, she actually, if she makes that kick, the U S wins because the goalie actually made the stop, Um, their goalie made the stops necessary. And so if she actually makes the kick, like you would think that, you know, supposedly she's one of the greatest players all time in, in women's soccer. If she makes that kick, It doesn't even hardly. It doesn't continue on independent or further penalty kicks. All that. Ultimately, for saying this, that is, they got what they wanted. They got. They've got equal pay. Um, If they had actually been able to win the whole thing, they still would have made less money than the men. But it would have been pooled together, so they would have won about ten million dollars as a whole, which again would would be less than the thirteen million that the men got. But but here's the other that it sort of adds up, right? Because the men. The, the men, uh, sorry, so the women, they were estimating, so they're aiming, I'm so not even estimating, for this you're aiming for 2 billion people to watch the Women's World Cup. Okay. 1.12 billion watched it last time around. It will exceed, if they got 2 billion, which I'm not sure they will, and, and I'll tell you why in a second, if they exceeded that, it would be just a little bit over half of what the men's audience was. Gotcha. So we're talking about differences in prize money, and you know, we, I think you know, I talked about this on the show before. Again, it's not equal money for equal work, folks. There's a lot more people that watch the men's tournament than the women's tournament. Right or wrong, that's where it starts, right? Because advertisers want eyeballs.
2: That's right. They want, they want views.
0: Correct. So if you're telling me 4 billion people will be watching something as compared to 2 billion people, yep. yeah, you still have a lot of eyeballs with 2 billion people. I'm not discounting that. But it's not but the same. Craig, you've got twice as many eyeballs. That's right. With, That's with, right. with four, with four yeah, 50, And, and In the know, advertising so,
2: world, we call that impressions. The men are getting twice the impressions.
0: Correct. They're getting twice the impressions. A lot of people will argue that the, the games are more exciting, that there's more top-level competition. Because, honestly, the U.S. has won for a while now. Again, this is our worst finish. It's really been a U.S.-dominated tournament. And this year will be the first year, obviously, in a while, where we're not even in the semifinals in terms of, of of the actual, you know, kind of total makeup of the tournament. And so, yeah, it's something where, I'll be honest, that and I wasn't all, but I'll watch pretty much anything that's U.S.-driven. I mentioned this before, you're know, kind of alluding to the fact, it's played in Australia and New Zealand, which is, I'm sure, great for over there. But the time, difference, I think this game on Sunday was played at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, our time.
2: Yeah, nobody's watching so, it then, anyways.
0: You, you're, you're not doing that. I mean, you're, you're going to have a hard time. It's like... This is their version of, you know, the NFL playoffs, right? That's like having, you know, your your first playoff game go on at two o'clock in the morning when most of the country's sleeping.
2: Correct. Nobody's now, gonna get, granted, very few are gonna get them watch that.
0: Correct. Now, granted, that was obvious. It's obviously due to where it's being played and the host country and all times are going. To, and so, I'm not saying that's women's fault by any stretch of the imagination because it's not. I'm just saying that something to consider, right? Right. In the grand scheme of things, you've got to you know pay attention to when your product is being displayed. And, you know, even when people are tuning in and and honestly. I just well, furthermore, was, you, you know, know, the other, other course
2: thing course about course. it, your listener just said, when you're one of those that's kneeling and t- doing all the other nonsense politically that that she's done. Well, yeah, nobody wants to tune in to see that crap.
0: Well, and, and, and I'm going to say that, yeah, you are a you are politically you are not even politically. You're just a divisive person. Some of you, not all of them. But, you, yeah, some of the people on the, on the team are, are very divisive people. They're very polarizing people. That's right. And so, guess what? When you're winning that and you're doing well, that's perfect, right? Because you can be at the forefront and you can advocate. And guess what? People will still probably overlook most of that because you're winning. But then when you have people not singing for the national anthem, not paying attention, you know, they've kneeled in the past, they're disrespecting the country, they're saying men can play women's sports, and, you know, all these different things. Like, when all of that's going on, no, like you, yeah, you basically you can't afford to lose. Nope, right? That's right. Like you, can, it's like when you're winning Super Bowls and all things, you can say all the things you want to say. When you're losing, you get there's a you lot. You better not say anything. Here. Exactly, and nope, so right. and they obviously don't get that, but it'll be a lesson because they're if they don't come back around next time around, they have a very real chance of being very uh, well unnoteworthy, I should say.
2: Yep. All right. We'll leave it at that. We'll come right back. Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Ask about the quiet, cool system today. Find Absolute at klzradio.com.
6: When your air conditioning isn't working properly, you're sticky, hot, and miserable, and you just want it fixed fast. Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air have the staff, vehicles, and inventory to do the job right, right now. Smaller companies often have to order parts or come back another day to finish. But Absolute has the staff to repair your AC typically on the same day. Even if you need an entirely new HVAC system installed, in many cases they can do that by the next day. Absolute's highly qualified technicians also have best-in-class support back in their office in the rare case they hit a snag and need assistance. This means that you don't just get one tech, you have a whole team of techs who will help get your home cooled off without unnecessary delays. Right now, for KLZ listeners, Absolute will take off up to $500 for a full AC furnace install. Reach out to Absolute Electrical Plumbing Heating and Air today at klzradio.com absolute and get cool fast.
4: For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
2: Ridgeline Auto Brokers, all of your vehicle needs as far as purchasing a vehicle goes is in one place, 303-442-4141 or ridgelineautobrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive
7: Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality use cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at ridgelineautobrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit ridgelineautobrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a
5: car. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Barb with the United Way of Weld County said, We are very happy with the copiers we currently have, and your customer service is exceptional. Doug is a great technician and is always prompt in coming out whenever we have a problem with one of our copiers. Thanks again for your wonderful partnership and customer service. I'm glad we are working with you. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664.
2: We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. We are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Richard and I both have a couple of reviews to uh, do here at this moment. Richard, you drove a car that I also drove as well. In fact, I actually enjoyed this car immensely, but get us started, would you?
0: So this is the 2023 Hyundai uh, Ioniq 6, which is sort of their follow-up to the Ioniq 5 dad. It's an all-new model for this year, and for those of you that aren't familiar, essentially it's an all-new electric midsize sedan dad. can go more than 300 miles on a charge, which is something that we'll get to here shortly. Yeah, so really cool. It's all electric. This version is all-wheel drive. Um, Really fun car to drive, Dad. I'm going to say this. Some people may not. This is a luxury sedan, whether you want to say it or not. It is. is. Once you get in it, it's almost $60,000. It runs really well. Lots of nice, soft apportionments throughout the cabin. The infotainment system's easy to use. Heated and ventilated front seats. It's got a really slick look to it on the outside. This car it looks does. phenomenal. Love the paint Power on this
2: operating. car, by the way. It was beautiful. Oh
0: yeah, that, that kind of that, that matte paint on it. Matte that silver really look. Yeah, and it's, it's got the you know the, the kind of the futuristic door handles, right? Yeah, pop open when you unlock the car. Um, the performance was phenomenal. I don't have exact specs in front of me, but I will say this: when you the, the different modes we really fun to drive in, right? You know, your sport mode versus your eco versus your normal. For most people, Dad, the everyday average user, you're going to be able to get in this car and have some fun, right? You're going to yeah. be able to go 0 to 60 in a very easy amount of time. And, 4.3 and seconds. It. Yeah, Well, which is quick. And by yeah. the way, that's going to be at our altitude too, right? Usually that's right. You have to adjust. With a combustion engine, but not up here, right? Because it's electric motor. So Hyundai's done a fantastic job. I know they're really experimenting with the all electric side of stuff. Dad and you and I have talked about a lot of these vehicles the um, in the all electric components. And really, our concern is the range. Well, this sort of minimizes that, right? Most right. people don't go 300 miles a week. No, nope. about what most people drive in a week, and this car will do that for you. It's re- it's really sleek. Like I said, really modern, really enjoyable to drive. Great Um, car. Yeah,
2: What? what, quick one. No, I drove this car for several days as well. Beautiful car. Drove it to the station and back numerous days. Uh, Again, range was more than adequate for everything that I do, plus some, Richard. In fact, most people wouldn't find themselves charging this, but every, you know, third, fourth day, depending upon how much they drive. I mean, solid, solid vehicle. Super, super quiet inside. I mean, folks, I I know this is going to sound... Maybe a little outlandish to some, but Richard, it has similar quality to what you're going to find in a Mercedes or uh, a BMW. Even I mean, that's that kind of interior, the functionality, the look, the feel, all of it. Top notch car.
0: Absolutely, and like I said, when you can put it in that perspective, Dad, right? You know, as part of being a luxury sedan under sixty thousand dollars, about fifty eight four twenty five is what it's listed as and it's really a reasonable thing to expect at that point in time right and that's something that that i really enjoyed i I think a lot of people will again folks if you're in the market for kind of again a luxury sedan i would definitely encourage you to look at this because again with the electric capabilities of it and some of what we talked about dad that performance aspect on the on the elect all electric side is something that can't be ignored so check it out head to your local hyundai dealer. See if you're able to test drive any of these. And when you do that, let them know that John and Richard Rush from Rush to Reason and Drive Radio sent you.
2: Kind of EV week because I was able to also drive a 2023 Mercedes-Benz EQE. Now, they've got a sedan similar to what we were talking about a moment ago, but this happened to be the new SUV version. This car tops out at about $130,000. Starts at 109. dollars The one I drove was fully equipped with every single bell and whistle on it. And this car is super luxurious, super quiet, super fast. It's got about, oh, gosh, i got to remember now. It's got about six different modes, and I may be off on that, so don't quote me, on how you can actually drive the car. Everything can be customized to you. And one cool feature it has, you call it cool, some would maybe call it corny, but it pipes... The sound of performance, engine and so on, back into the cabin, depending upon the mode that you're in. So it kind of gives you this idea that you do have an engine and it's revving and so on. Car is phenomenal, even in its standard mode, not the sport mood. Uh, I will tell you, Richard, there's very, very few cars around that will compete with it on the performance side, just as is. Now, yes, you're spending $131,000 for a car and you would expect the performance to be there. And this thing had it. Everything from braking to how the vehicle handled. I can't say ran because it's fully electric. And I had somebody question me the other day on that, saying, okay, time out. I don't understand this whole you know, torque curve and how this works and what makes an EV so fast. And when you sit and kind of can explain to somebody, it's like turning a switch on and immediately the motor is running at whatever RPM it needs to run at versus having a gas engine or diesel engine where there's this ramp up effect, if you would, where RPM has to come up to a, a point to where it's it's constant and where it works for that particular vehicle in the setting, and I could talk for hours on that on Drive Radio. The advantage on an EV is its instantaneous power the minute you hit the hammer to the floor.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing that, and honestly, folks, it's hard to even explain. You have to experience it, so that's why when we say get out and experience these cars, you know, do so because again, these are all electric, Dad, or even some of these you know plug-in hybrids where you're on the electric motor. Right, You know, for, for right. part of it, and the internal combustion kicks in, it's a whole different experience, and that's something that, yeah, the, again, we've talked about it. The all-electric piece of it is so different, and it really allows for so much of an advantage and so much of an increase, I should say,
2: yeah. in performance. If, if you are, and, I and I'm just going to say it straight up, to. and I've said this before on Drive Radio... If you are a performance-minded individual and you like the way that feels and how it drives, you will love driving some of these performance EVs, which I would consider this Mercedes-Benz EQE to be one of those. I mean, so much so, Richard. And I'm not exaggerating, and i got to be careful when I say this because I don't want to get into... Too much trouble. This is one of those cars where if you're not careful, you look down and pretty soon the speedometer says eighty and you have no idea you're doing that fast. I mean it is a car that you really have to work at keeping under the speed limit or where you need to be driving because before you know it, you're over the top of that easily just because of how well the car performs and how quiet it is, you have no idea you're going that fast.
0: Well and I was just gonna say that's the last thing I'll say, which is that quietness and, like you say, sort of that piping in—it's done for effect. But I almost wonder if it's done for a safety because, yeah, the way these electric cars drive, Dad, where that motor's sort of—not even spooling up, where it just is kind of working—you don't, you don't notice it, right? That's right. You don't notice how fast—that's right—without looking down, and so you're not paying attention, doing whatever it is. And it's a really cool thing, and but it's also why I'll be honest that why you're also seeing the price tags on some of those things where you're seeing yeah. that, is because this is really kind of high-tech, high-performance type stuff. It
2: is. That's exactly right. So, again, as Richard said earlier, get out, drive one of these vehicles. I did get noticed the other day from one of the local dealers that some of these may be in inventory, so you may be able to actually get out and actually drive this car. And if you're a high-end buyer looking for a high-end performance car that's like none other, and, I, and I'll mean that, folks, like none other, go drive the 2023 MB EQE SUV. I have nothing to, at all to complain about that car. It It was absolutely fabulous. And when you do that, please tell them that John and Richard Rush from Drive Radio and Rush to Reason both sent you. Richard, with that, I'll let you go. Appreciate it very much. Good good today. I enjoyed that. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Sounds good.
2: All right. Take care. And again, folks, uh, whatever you need when it comes to that, please let them know you heard us here talking about it. And all of our reviews are up on our website as well. Bruce Simmons is next. He is a reverse mortgage specialist. Anything you need when it comes to reverse mortgage, please give Bruce a call today. Find him at klzradio.com
5: That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Live and local,
7: back to Rush to Reason.
2: All right, we come back. Kurt Rogers will join us for our Monday Mortgage Minute. We're going to talk about depreciation on homes and is it really happening right now and what will rates be doing here in the near future. We'll get Kurt's opinions on that. And then I will continue on with homelessness in that segment right after Kurt, mainly because we didn't quite get done with everything. I had a few text messages even that came in after the fact. So I'll get back into homelessness as well as we come back for this next hour. So don't go anywhere. Hour number three is coming up. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.